Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to How Did We Get Here? The only audio road trip that has no breaks. We are going from topic to topic, swerving and hydroplaning all over your ears. All into your brain. Hello, so my name topic is Cody. of Hello? today yep. is going to be the political. I'm Jacob. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm no, just very I, I, I need to stop because we need that to be. Intro was going for a while. No breaks on yeah, that we, either. It's it's Zach and Jacob. I got to remember mm-hmm. that. I got to remember that. Yeah, Repeat. that is your name, brother. Yep. So today's topic is the political ramifications of laser tag. And that could mean so many different things. We had a bunch of different ideas with this, and then we just whittled it down to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I assume that everybody listening, you guys have played laser tag before, right? You know what this is. You get a little fun also, gun. Also, how has everyone played laser tag? I feel like nobody loves laser tag, you know? Well, there are some people, and we'll get to that in just a bit, <laughs> but I feel like it's just such a cool idea. Like, yeah. It's it's dark. There's it's sort of futuristic. It's like even war, now. but for children. Yeah, you get to teach your kids how to shoot, kind of. Um, get to yeah. prepare them for the hellscape that awaits us when the water dries up. There's so much you can do. I think the beauty of laser tag is oh, oh. Somebody's at the front door. My house does that. Do That's, you hear that? Yeah, that was an ornate doorbell. It's terrifying, huh? Yeah, it's very polite. So it's like every time someone rings the doorbell, it gives me a warning with a sound effect and then alerts me what that warning meant in case I could not put two and two together. There's that sound again. What does that mean? That ding dong. Wait two seconds. Oh, okay. Got it. That does mean somebody's at the door. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. I think that'd be very helpful for like other things in life when you just have no trust in people. I don't know how to explain this joke, so I'm hoping you do. Nope. So laser right. tag is all over the place. Everybody's played it. Uh, you get a little gun, you put on a vest, you shoot people in the back. But like, have you ever realized how kind of strange that is, right? It's not even it like- is. It's not it even like- It also teaches precision. Yeah, actually. You aim over the shoulders or the torso, and that's it. Yeah, you can only go for those spots, can't shoot in the head. And mm-hmm. it is, I, I, I wonder like- there's so much cruelty to be had in laser tag. Like, not really as much as normal war, but close. Because you could just pin somebody down and just shoot them in the chest over and over, and there's nothing they can do about it. And I feel like well, there you get are... to really see what somebody is like if you put them on the battlefield, you know? I think unlike war, laser tag has a lot of intervention from God, Relatively speaking, because I think like in war, God is God, you know? Yeah. You agree? But I think yeah. in laser tag, God is is the is the minimum wage employee who's serving as a referee. Yeah, because he can alter the course of war where whereas God can't. But he, that is a very mercurial and unpredictable God because some of them Yes, are, they vary. Yeah, it's 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 polytheism, right? So because mm-hmm. like some of them will take a very active role and punish those who would do harm unto others. But some, some might of turn them a blind eye. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. of them do not answer the cries of the weak <laughs> as they lay upon the neon lit floor. <laughs> God, Please, imagine the else. floors and laser tag. <laughs> I think <laughs> so sticky. I'd rather walk barefoot through war, actually. <laughs> 
Oh, dude, the, like the broken fields of Versailles. I'd rather be there than like a... The questionably sticky floors. I think it's like a good litmus test on how good a laser tag place is, like how sticky the floor is. You're not supposed to bring food in there, but you're also not supposed to run. And like, come how on. are they sticky? Come on. It's, it's such an honest question. Like, there's yeah. no reason why those floors should be sticky, yet they are. You can't even sneak stuff in there because, like, you, no. you go through a whole tutorial where they teach you, you how to vest. shoot a gun. Yeah. yeah. How do you? There's no way you can do that. Yeah. I don't know how you sneak stuff in. Oh, also at my laser tag place mm -hmm. that I went to as a, as a wee lad, they, like, you know, they put your name on screen and everything. You couldn't put, like, your real name. I mean, you could, but they gave you, like, a list. You get cool names. Of nicknames. Yeah. And it was always, like, Dr. Guillermo or, like, <laughs> Professor Machine. And it's just, like, all these, like, no one would willingly choose these. Someone Venom. could be, like, Mysterious, you know, or just words like that. And I thought that just had such charm to it. Well, they're gamer tags, you know? They're, it's kind of yeah. nice. Crazy to think that someone's gamer tag was founded at like a laser quest. Oh, dude, no question. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's it's, somebody out there who who found it at one of those places and was like, that's sick. I just be laser bad. noun. And that's any place. I want to be Professor Ripper for the rest of my life. It's like perfect. <laughs> so I would like to open the floor with another topic. The German government almost banned laser tag. What? Yeah. Dude, they're sensitive. I don't... Uh, uh, they're, they're very sensitive. I'll just say, mm -hmm. like, they ban all the books that talk about the thing, you know? They don't... Yeah. I, I think they, they're they very careful. And and good, you know? I think... I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gladly so. I think... Uh, I wonder, like, who could use laser tag or paintball as a gateway I think you, that brings us back to the central topic of the political ramifications of laser tag of like in your social politics and your friend groups, it all of that is dependent on dynamics. Yeah. And if let's say Brian is very good at laser tag, it's almost to the point where you don't want to invite him to laser tag because if he's so good, there's a high chance he takes it very seriously and I think that takes a lot of the fun out of it for most people. It's really funny because it's like an in real life version of like party games or fighting yeah. games where nobody really cares. But it's different too because there's a physical aspect. I'm not mad if Brian is really good at Melee or Smash Brothers because it's like, yeah. okay, he plays a lot of this. If you're really good at laser tag, you have a brain circuited for war. You are a that killing is machine. Very true. I and, think it's yeah. it's a it's a factor of time. You know, if you're laying at home and you want to kick on, let's go with Call of Duty or Smash Brothers, and you want to mm -hmm. turn that on for like maybe thirty minutes. Hell, let's say two hours a day. You know, like that's you're in the comfort of your bed. You turn it off, go to sleep. Yeah. It's like no physical exertion. But like, if you're gonna be playing laser tag. It's a conscious decision of physically getting up out of your bed. And now it, I think that's hard. God, imagine being Brian in the pandemic and just yeah. missing out on your favorite thing. He's like a caged animal. He's just pacing yeah. in his living room. I got I to laser somebody. I got to. He's hoping there's a draft like Brian badly <laughs> wants to go overseas to defend our country. Like it's not I even just, for the country. It's for him. Oh, and it always is, right? Like, he's mm -hmm. just, he wants a justification. But I, I, it's so funny because, like, what will happen to Brian is, like, yeah. he'll be really good at, at laser tag. He'll keep going. His friends will eventually grow out of it. But Brian won't. And Brian will be a 38-year-old oh, man Brian's alone have at the laser younger tag. younger groups of friends. I think Brian might try to sneak into some younger groups of friends. <laughs> Not, like, anything questionable. Yeah. But just, like, you're kind of hanging out with some 20, like young 20 some year olds. And you're like, wait, and every now and then it's like never constantly mentioned, but someone will be like, oh yeah, Brian's 38. And they're all like, what? Brian's 38. Yeah. You know, they're like, he, all he does is play laser tag and eat Doritos. Dr. Venom is 38. <laughs> no way. Brian, That's Dr. So Venom funny. Crawford. <laughs> that feels right. That feels right to me somehow. Oh, man. 
I just I when I when I see because every laser tag place has one of those and it's just they're so all the bizarre. same too. They're all they're the same. All, it's the same guy at every place. And what's extra funny, I didn't get to say this before, but you were talking about how like your laser tag place, you had to pick from like an adjective and a noun, right? Almost yeah. like a fall guys thing. So when I yeah, went to like laser a fall tag, guys thing. We yeah, didn't have that. We didn't have we got to pick whatever name we wanted. And I feel like that probably oh, I don't just know, off the dome. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a governing body of like laser tag committees that told people they couldn't do that anymore, but I'm positive there were like some 40 somethings that made some like very bad double entendres and they're like, okay, we gotta we gotta fall guys this. Like we we have to big spooky ghost man, you know, the like less that's your name. 40 man. year olds playing laser tag, the better. Yeah, no question. That's my political take. Unless No. You know, no, hold on. If I'm 40, so I have a daughter. She's two. Yeah, I cannot wait. Is she wait. built for the hard realities of war? No, but I'm going to put her on my shoulders and no one will oh. ever hurt her because I'm going to cover her blasting with my head and we become, I'm an elephant of war. And I'm now sorry, she, I aim for those shoulders every time. Your daughter's no, nothing but prey. You monster. How could you? <laughs> hey man, I will be 40 one day and I will be at laser tag. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Your son and my daughter just go get like a chicken fight on our That's not fair. That's not fair. I'm childless as hell. And <laughs> your daughter has such a head start on me. And that's not even fair. Yeah, your kid, okay, won't, you know he won't even be able to sit up. Like my, my daughter's like 18 and yours is like Okay, you know what? Hear three. me. How old's your daughter? Uh, almost two. Almost two. Okay. So let's say you and me yeah. put our kids in a ring next week. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I'm going to adopt a nine-year-old. Oh, son of a bitch. You can't do that. <laughs> Are you saying adoption is not a a very valid method of as having children? As long as children? you bring them from... What? Listen, bring them from here. Make sure they're not like from a war-torn country. Like it's, you bring in a and child soldier. Then that's not fair. Are? My daughter has seen no strife or turmoil in her life. And that's on you as a parent. Okay, my bad. I guess you're right. I, I That's true, actually. I should get her some YouTuber merch so she gets mm -hmm. bullied and then she gets stronger. That's true. Yeah, it builds character. Tougher skin, princess. <laughs> Man. Yeah, you're going to carry her on your shoulders. She needs to learn. <laughs> she needs to learn strong. You carry me, sweetheart. How about that? <laughs> Daddy wants to win. <laughs> I think she can pull out a lot of very like unlawful tactics, though. I think I I would not fall privy to such things, but a lot of people <laughs> will say I don't want to shoot the little kid, so she yeah. might be able to get some good points, good free points there if you can teach her how to like aim very early on. I think that's literally the point of child soldiers, like they carry guns and you don't know that. So I think I I I think you actually came upon a very real thing there. That's true. That happens. Oh. Okay then. Man. Wow. War is terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, it truly is. And then sometimes in laser tag, you have the people who won't fight up. You ever have a sneaky guy that isn't trying to shoot anybody? He's trying to get back into the base and he just sits under the base shooting up. You ever have that guy? The yeah, James I Bond mean, of laser there's tag? There's so many campers in laser tag, dude. It's, yeah. it's, I think part of the rush is like, like laser tag is never a simple arena. It's a labyrinth. Yeah. Like no one... I think if you can memorize, if you go to your local laser tag and you know the layout, you go there too much. Yeah, yeah, you're not supposed to. I feel like every time you walk into a laser tag, play, like I've played Overwatch, I play Valorant. Every time I get in, I'm like, where the hell am I going? I want to feel that way. If I ever start knowing where the choke points are or like banana of laser view, I don't want to yeah. do that anymore. It's too much. I think that's how you can acknowledge a problem with anything is when you become too familiar. And I think when you become unsurprised. Yeah. Yeah. Of course that guy would be there. Yeah. I yeah. should have known. <laughs> uh <-huh>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, oh yeah. Nine-year-olds always flock to this choke point. <laughs> 
Yeah, he climbed up on the on the on the furniture. He's not supposed to do that, but of course he does because and he's what allowed to. Is the playlist for Laser Tag Arenas because it's saying dubstep doesn't feel honest, but it's a distant relative to it. Yeah, it's close. I think it's like YouTuber hacker playlist one hour extended. It's yeah, that just right click loop. It's it's like it's definitely heavy in the EDM department. It's just, it feels fitting. Like, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Where it's the wub-wub version of royalty-free ukulele. You know, like, it's <laughs> as intense as it needs to be, but it's like, you can tell no one professional made this. No, I'm not. Well, somebody professional did make this, but they do that professionally. Like, the people who make professional children's songs, like, on yeah. YouTube, that, like, get spit out by an AI, it's that guy. And he's probably a millionaire. Yeah, it's just... I I wonder how much it would cost to have, like, your own songs in a laser tag. Because I it, wonder if they would bite. Well, it depends on the song. What do you... You're not going to play, like, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, you know? Like, no, but I feel like if fitting. any local DJ is down on his luck, he should just start advertising to laser tag arenas because there's constant people in and out on a daily basis. Probably not high demand to market in a laser tag place. And honestly, if I'm in a laser tag and I hear a bop, I'm not going to sweat too hard on this game, and I'll pull out my phone. I'll look up. I'll do the Shazam thing. And You're gonna Shazam at laser tag? I mean, if the song's right. Okay, you would die in war. You would die on the battlefield if the opponents were playing like <laughs> top forty. You, you think that's why the opponents like come into battle with trumpets, so people on the other side are like, "Damn, that's a good song." What the? Is that their national anthem? That bangs. Let me. Listen God, to that. our national anthem sucks. Yeah, it's not good. I think it's so boring. Most are, though, right? Probably. Yeah, I think generally speaking, because, like, I think Australia's is pretty good. Canada sucks. Russia's I, funny. I would have to do my due diligence of research to, like, really come to this conclusion because my ignorant American self only knows the American anthem. And even that is like, okay. We should like tier list it. We got to, yeah. we got to like find all this. Stuff. Oh, dude. So that surely won't be offensive. The, <laughs> the laser tag playlist on Spotify includes prodigy and bass hunter along with the top gun soundtrack, which I guess is like Kenny Loggins flying into the danger zone. You know? I was following. You lost me on the top gun danger zone. Okay. I get danger zone. Yeah. 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 Come on. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. I think that's the only. I, well, you might get the other. The Top I Gun feel theme like is a bop. culturally, what Laser Tag should be is like Danger Zone on repeat. Yeah, yeah. You should actually be in danger every time you go in. It should feel so, real. There is a Laser Tag place like down the street from me, and it closed down during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And well, it's so sad, honestly. Yeah, um, that's awful. I think, like. I don't really want to like point fingers on who had it the hardest, but I feel like laser tag, honestly, probably the most pitiful industry during the past 18 months. Yeah, it has to be because like other, unlike other recreational stuff, like you could still mini yeah. golf, right? Yeah. You can mini golf. Golf is probably one of the best sports for like social distancing. Probably that in like tennis. Yeah. Well, tennis, you literally have to be yeah. across yeah, from each incredible. other. That's perfect. I, but, yeah, I, I can't yeah. think of anything worse than that other than God, like, you know what? Chuck E. Cheese's, you know? Those I feel bad for out. Dr. Venom now. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Yeah, he, he's cooped yeah, up. The pandemic was hard on him. Not only was he like trying to get drafted, but like you ever think he just lost it? Because I'm sure those places could not afford rent, especially in like Los Angeles. It's like, that's hard, dude. Yeah. He missed out on the prime of his career in laser how do you, tag. How do you fix laser tag? You can't have it like 3v3 because that's not the essence of laser tag. It's a war. Yeah. It has to be it chaos. Is, it has to be like five families you don't know. It yeah. has to be like a mom and dad with their seven kids that they a can't keep track of. of ages because you yeah. have to have a Brian. <laughs> like that's the root of this whole conversation. But you yeah. have to have that. And it's just that is honestly heartbreaking what they went through this past year. Yeah, I I feel like that they probably had it the worst. They had to have. But you yeah. know what? Sunny times are coming. You'll be Look, back on your feet soon. Half a million people may have died, 
But Brian didn't get to play laser tag. And that's all that makes him happy. Just bullying 12-year-olds in the holding them. Holding so them down. we agree that the Bryans of the world, I think they're one of two people. Mm -hmm. I think one, as you can all assume the obvious joke, sociopaths. Sure. Who probably live alone, not necessarily in a bachelor lifestyle, but in a they're terrifying. Yeah, like a like a one bedroom or a studio apartment. A one bedroom um, apartment with one twin mattress on the floor. Yeah, TV dinners every night. Um, yeah, just like very it lives very utilitarian. Only mm -hmm. goes for that next rush, drinking a white monster energy and getting if he on has that furniture. It alters his budget to how often he can L tag, which is laser tag, by the way. That's <laughs> what Brian calls it. He keeps looking for a team to pick him up, but there's nobody else that plays like he does. So it's just Is there he's alone. Competitive laser tag? There has, there has to, to be. be. There has yeah. to be. There have to be dudes running drills and tactics the same way that you do in Rainbow Six. I am positive uh -huh. there are leagues. That, okay, we were kind of talking about how like so I think if Brian Hmm. We think he's weird, but if you're twenty-some-year-old playing competitive laser tag, I think that's badass. Nope, still weird. Okay, take up dodgeball. I, I for some reason that's worse. I don't know what's worse. Dodgeball is cooler tag. than laser tag. Absolutely, no question. I okay. Hear you me don't out. think so? I, I I think I can see both sides, but <laughs> the thing about laser ah, tag centrist. Is okay. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. What it has to be so exciting going from laser tag place to laser tag places, studying the environments and like you'll never fully know the map. Oh, but they definitely know the maps of the big ones. These guys are losers. I take it back. I'm yeah. team dodgeball all the way. Yeah, you know that they like they're like they know home and away games. They're building up strategies for the for the future things and they're looking out for the superstars on the enemy team. They're going to like co triple cover them. There's no way that they don't. Oh, my God. The international laser tag competition is called the Armageddon Cross System Tournament. Actually, I'm back on. That's raw. I'm 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 convinced. Yeah, I want to watch that. Are there spectators for that? I would go. I would go to the World Cup. No question, dude. Yeah. Do you think the World Cup is like really ripped super athletes? I think it has to be. Yeah, right? Yeah, like at, I think the top echelon of any sporting event because that's what this is. It's a sport. Yeah. I think it has to be a, a competitive event. Have you ever... Uh, so, at, at, at SmashCon one year, me and a bunch of people did the laser tag, which is right next door, and they had a thing which was like, I don't know, it was like $20 for one game or $25 for two. I was like, oh, oh dude, easy. two games. Yeah. Yeah, well, hear me out, because you're like, oh, two games. How long are the games? 15 minutes. Sick. So we signed up for two games, after the first game, I didn't want to play anymore. I was exhausted. Like, I guess it is a novelty. Yeah, wow. You have to be at your top fiscal performance to play laser tag, huh? Seriously. You have and to be like a cross-country runner. And we're calling these guys losers? Some of them. I think if you're at the amateur level, if you're still going to local laser tag places, you know, yeah. if you're professional, you're traveling, you're, you're, uh -huh. you're jet-setting all over the world to shoot a laser gun... That's dope, please. Yeah. Continue. But there's a but. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But, but, yeah, but, okay. but getting that far, you know, getting that far over that long, um, not everybody can be the superstar, you know? I, I agree, but I think I want to analyze this a step deeper and talk about individual players in this competitive laser tag. And do you think you have people who admire certain players off their play style? Yes. Of, which, They're, of course, you do. But yeah. I think I'm showing my ignorance here where I'm, I'm failing to see the variety of play style in laser tag. No way, dude. No, no, no. Because uh, the, the guns have campers? grenades on them. Remember? Like, what? 
You don't. You didn't never have a gun I, with those. I never had grenade laser yeah. tag. What? Yeah. So they have the shots, but then there's also a button on the front of it. And if That's you hit crazy. the button on the front, it, he says that it shoots a grenade, but obviously nothing comes out. So you just have to take his word on it. And he's like, "Yeah, there's a big splash whenever that happens." And I don't. I don't think I ever landed a grenade. I don't know if they work, but I think you could have like a bombardier. You know? Let's say. I was so insecure mm -hmm. and I needed to win this laser tag game. Yeah. I don't think I would be above finding someone on the other team saying, here's $20. Let me shoot you for 15 minutes. Well, you think someone, someone's done that. You know for a fact someone's done that. For way more than 20. 20 is how much you pay to get in the building. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. You just get money. your money back. <laughs> you would have to like, that is just a waste of time. It would yeah. have to be worth it. It would have, dude, there's just laser tag prostitution. Just 200 bucks. Just go against the wall. I'll just shoot you for half an hour. And so, then I'll look really cool. Also, I think we're like centralizing this in a, a team environment. Have you thought about free-for-all laser tag? Oh my God. Do those exist? Yeah. What? I've never seen them. I think it's just a free-for-all. Oh God. That's horrifying. How do you be good at that? That's chaos. That, I think... Okay, so I think that's where the sociopaths go because, like, yeah. a team game is like that's war. Yeah. You know, war is one country for another, or sometimes eternally. But free for all? That, that's just the Olympics. Yeah, you're waiting for the apocalypse in a free for all. Like that's that's the basement dweller, like the doom prepper. That guy has a bunker. And he's so, just prepping, wearing all black to the laser tag place, hoping not to get noticed. Oh, my God. Yeah, wearing all black is the optimal play. He wears yeah. a ski mask as well. <laughs> he's just a creature of the night, hidden yeah. beyond the shadows. War paint. Oh, I mean, he has a ski mask on. Is, <laughs> I genuinely feel the like war paint's all just this, for him. All this. <laughs> it's like, like on his neck, so you don't see anything. Yeah, oh, it's just okay. totally gone. So I, the way that I'm thinking about this is I, I, I can't get behind individual play team games maybe but yeah. if you could do a battle royale that would be so cool like one shot and you're out right yeah i think that would be very fun to watch and now i want to watch it i i feel like we could host that i think Dude. like you could make that happen yeah and like how where do you hold it though because it has to be outdoor well i guess where you could get like a convention is the center. biggest laser tag environment like in the world? Yeah. Oh, man. There has to be one big enough in, like, California, Los Angeles area. San Diego. It's in San Diego. Yeah, that's, like, two and a half hours down. That's, Dude. Uh, that's doable. That's so doable. Oh, we got to get all the Bryans of the world. Hey, if you're the Brian of your local laser tag place, please hit us up. We would love to have you in a battle of the, of the, the Titans. Somewhere I think we could in San use Diego. A new fresh demographic for this podcast. We're on episode two. Everyone's already bored of it by now. I think we can appeal to the Bryans of the world and just start talking about laser tag every week. There's some guy out there who's listening to us over his hungry man meal, digging into his frozen tenders. Who is going like, to be fatally disappointed next episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Poor guy, man. It's. Next episode, it's, I'm sorry, it's not going to be about laser tag. It's about eugenics. Yeah, yeah. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that later. But uh, <laughs> it'll it'll be fun. I think it'll be a good time. Oh, man. Normally, we, like, this whole conceptual aspect of this podcast has always been tangent, 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 tangent. But we are really interested in laser tag. I mean, it's so cool, man. Like... The the topic of it, the 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 implications, there's a lot to it. I mean, like already on the second episode, we're kind of diverting from what we're supposed to be doing, but I don't know. There's just something about the idea of that rundown laser tag place in the strip mall next yeah. to like the nail salon and HR block. And I just I love it so much. The I really first do. time I ever got drunk in my life was at laser tag. Really? Yeah, I I honestly shocked I haven't mentioned that until now, this late into the episode. That sounds like a horrifying experience, honestly. It it like was a bad trip. I mean, 
Well, I think like if it was some kind of recreational drug, it would have been much more terrifying. But I feel like, you know, if you're just drunk, you're just incoherent. Yeah, sure. And just kind of waddling around. Did you, was there anything that like happened that was especially like formative? Did you learn anything there? Yeah, I learned I'm an asshole. I was a Brian that (laughs) night. Oh no. Because, so my friend told me, hey, we should get, plastered and you know i'm like underage for drinking at this time i think we're like 19 and it wasn't cool yeah it was not cool yeah but that's funny yeah we went there and it was like a lock-in so we were like oh that sounds funny oh that's cool yeah so there's a lock-in and we showed up a little 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 gone and there's also like a nine-year-old's birthday party, but like they didn't want to rent out the place for a birthday party lock-in. So they just kind of conveniently waited for them to have a lock-in and they uh, just kind of uh, colonized it sure, as sure, their sure. birthday party. Yep. So me Art and my deal. friend, yeah, we are, uh, it's just us and a lot of nine, nine-year-olds, maybe like a couple other people our age, but mainly nine-year-olds. And uh, I went in there and I don't, I think this is like the true like liquid confidence where I was off my ass thinking I was the greatest to ever do it. And I was like, I shot so many kids. That was easy. I won that. I was like fifth place. And (laughs) Liam won. Uh, No, he didn't even have a cool Dr. Venom name. He was just Liam. I mean, those are the most intimidating, right? There's like, I agree. There's like, there, there's an old meme about the guy in TF2 that joins the server named Gregor. And when Gregor yeah. joins, everybody like sits up in their chair. They're serious then. Like that's it's the yeah. people who have nothing to hide while on the internet terrify me. <laughs> There's no like uh, anonymity. Like they yeah. are full face toward the world. When you log into any's game and your opponent's name is Kevin, <laughs> I think it's even worse when it's like because I feel like those kind of people, they don't get creative with the numbers on their name. It's always no. like their birth date, their lunch code, or the year they were born. Or yeah. they're like Jersey in high school basketball. It's always very simple. Dude, yeah. I, I can imagine like you mowing down hordes of nine-year-olds and being like, I might actually be built for war. I'm actually a war machine. I'm descended from noble Romans who conquered Why the Eastern Plains. Why is the U.S. Army advertising in movies on YouTube and, like, esports? I think they yeah. need to see the, the people who are most capable of holding a gun. Yeah, no question. I don't think gamers are going to see, like, oh, I like playing Call of Duty because it's like war. No. You know, yeah, like going it's down the so, wrong path. Yeah. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like, pulling up a controller and... You know, and like just gunning down all your opponents, that's one thing. But like doing it in laser tag, you are already offering the same physical exertion that war offers. It's like it's like a a, a training sequence in Starship Troopers. Like you're yeah. you're actually going through the motions. I'll never forget. So I'm not a particularly competitive guy, really. Sure. I, I'm like, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty relaxed. I'm fine. I like people to have fun. But I'll never forget at my eighth birthday party. I think it was eighth. It was one. It was a birthday party somewhere within the seven to nine range. Uh, We went to a laser tag place and all my friends were there and we start playing. And I really want to win so bad. I am trying so hard to win, but I'm just not very good. The ages range from like five to 12 because, of course, like the kids bring their older brothers who really want to come laser tagging. Uh, we're red team versus green team. I'm on the red team. Red team gets stomped. I'm hurt. It. I really tried my best out there. I'm feeling like such a failure. If this was war, yeah. I'm face down in the mud. It's embarrassing. And we walk out, and I'm trying to hold it together. I'm biting my lip. And then my neighbor, Doug, who was on the green team, said, 
Wow, the green team lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> and you lost to that? I bawled. I bawled my <laughs> eyes out crying. I was inconsolable that Doug would roast me like that. And it was, looking back, it was so embarrassing. Then that I felt is, such I righteous rage. You yeah. feel comfortable enough to share this story. Yeah, I needed you to, I was such a brat. I was so, I hated Doug for doing that to me. How, How dare old were he? you? Seven to eight, I think. I, I definitely missed that detail of the story, and I thought it was, like, not that long ago. Oh, you thought I was, like, 28? Yeah. I'm just bawling. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm Brian. Then I'm Brian. Yeah, you know? but I think it's so funny, because I picture Doug as, like, just like a, you know, just a stand-up stick in the mud. <laughs> like, he's just working his 9 to 5, and, and on Saturdays that. he goes through that. And he's like, wow, green team lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> and then he, like, goes home and has, like, just very polite dinner with his kids and his <laughs> wife. And then goes down, and no no sex or anything. They just kiss each other goodnight and say the Lord's Prayer and go to sleep. Oh. That's like that's that's the the coolest thing Doug has said in like eight years. Yeah, like he thought he was like he goes home and he's like <laughs> Shannon. I felt like one of them James Bond kind of guys when I said that. <laughs> you should have seen the look on Zach's face. Your husband was a regular Daniel Craig tonight. <laughs> I was like Jason Bourne out there. He's like, oh, that's very nice, dear. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> we beat the like, shit out of Zach. She's like Doug. You know I don't like you watching those violent movies. <laughs> No, we were children. We were children. And thank uh, God for that. That is less funny. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> but it's, I will say it is not the first time I had a competitive meltdown on my birthday. There, there were, there there was is one a other second time. story here. Yeah, it wasn't laser tag. It's much simpler. We were in the backyard. Less my interested. mom set up these stupid games where it's like hit the, what? it's like a shuttlecock. You know, the things with the. the no, what is a shuttlecock? You know, like the, the sport. It's like tennis, but. With the little thing with the ball with, like, badminton. That's badminton? it. You know what I'm talking okay. about? Yeah, I do now. Okay, yeah. So it was like, hit the badminton thing with a tennis racket, and you win a prize. And I was bragging all my friends how easy it was, and then I missed three times, and I cried. So this How old is were like you a, here? Uh, like, five. Four or five. Oh, okay. I was way younger, you know? Gotcha. I just wanted to win. But, like, there's definitely a pattern of me bragging at my birthday wanting to beat up all my friends on my very special day and then failing spectacularly and crying about it. That's a constant know thing. An incredibly bratty story of me crying on my birthday. This isn't <laughs> Please. cool. This isn't something that you're like earns any amount of sympathy. It's just like, wow, what a little brat. I had a birthday. I was like, um, let me do some math. I think it had to have been my sixth birthday at the YMCA. And my mom got me a Nintendo GameCube Ooh. for my birthday. Yeah. And this was like right as it was coming out. And all I wanted was uh, all I wanted was Super Smash Brothers Melee. Of course, as you do. Good taste. And I did not get it. I, oh. If I remember, I got like a couple of the other games. Uh, like, I think some of the on release games for the GameCube in that era was like, I think Luigi's Mansion. I want to say like Pikmin because I remember I got Pikmin and I was like, what is this? <laughs> you didn't see the genius of Pikmin at the when you were that young? I was young? too young to oh, look through man. what Pikmin was and what it served for. But like, what? a weird game Pikmin is, especially in that era where yeah. it's like all Mario, 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 Mario. And then you got these awesome little guys who are just doing hard work and putting their lives on the line. Pikmin are made for war, actually. The game is very dark. Like it's, it is. So, so full disclosure, Pikmin is actually my favorite Nintendo series because it's, really, yeah, seriously. Cause wow, it's, I just hit it on the head there. No joke. Cause it is so brutal. And I love the game because it's just like, yeah, nature is scary, dude. Like sometimes yeah. you'll just be walking along and then there's this water monster that kills 80 bugs and they just die. And there's no reason. He didn't even eat them. He just wanted to so, kill them. Let's take it back a step. Uh, we agree that Call of Duty players are not made for war. No question. Yeah. 
Pikmin connoisseurs are they? Because I think they understand the hardships, the realities of the world much better than a Call of Duty fan would. They're willing to make sacrifices, sure. Yeah, the Pikmin isn't a journey of defeating the monster. It's knowing how many Pikmin you have to lose to defeat the monster and being okay with it and moving on. Yeah, not everybody's going to make it. The ends justify the means. You have to you have to make sacrifices for the greater good. It's Um, a very violent game deep down. It's it's also pretty like cruel because if you don't beat Pikmin, Olimar suffocates and then becomes a Pikmin at the end. Yeah, he dies. It's 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 brutal. And like they Olimar has a family. Like he has a family and kids at home. Like that game is totally brutal. So I think I get like anybody that I think is attracted to that probably has the mindset to be a general, you know? What do you, yeah, yeah, a general. An artisan not, like, of war. On the field, an yeah. Olimars versus the Pikmins of the world. There's two kinds of people, you could say. Yeah, the Bryans are Pikmin. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. There's Olimar and then there's Brian. <laughs> the world boils down to two very simple archetypes. Are you an Olimar or are you a Brian? Or are you the animal just senselessly wreaking chaos upon the world? Well, here's the thing. That's a Brian no, that's on the true. other side. Yeah, yeah. It, all the If a Brian was born into a different nation, he would have been that guy. Yep. Exactly. No, right. Yeah. So you got to wise up and choose quick. <laughs> you got to figure yeah, gotta, out who you are and <laughs> You got to wake it. up in the morning, look in the mirror and say, I am an Olimar. Or I am a Brian. Just accept it. I feel like this Brian's is like an alpha right. male, beta male, sigma male kind of thing. It like, absolutely <laughs> is. <laughs> All the Mars of the world rise but up. But I think it's a more relatable terms. Oh, that's yeah. good. No, I, so I had the same uh, holiday experience, which actually is something we'll be talking about in a future episode. Spoilers. I don't want to give away too much. I don't but, remember. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it has to do with Christmas. Um, oh, it does. But I got not only a GameCube, but also a PS2 for my birthday one year. Because I had How a single did you mom. Do that? I had a single mom who had high income and wanted to flex on my dad. I think oh. that's what it was. And it worked. God, divorced parents. Awesome. It's so cool. Emotional trauma aside, sick. Well, did you did okay, I don't want to get too much because we're gonna talk about that later, but yeah. did you did you get the trauma? Because my parents got divorced before like they were uh oh, full disclosure, anybody that's listening. Jacob and I are both from broken homes. Yep, feel very yeah. bad for us. But my awesome. parents divorced when I was like one or two, so I got none of the baggage. Yeah. What What was it like cool. for you? Were they Good older? For you. Like, okay, they were older. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's way worse. That's I was way 12. Worse. I think oh, I was at the no. worst age. I think that's the most impressionable age for something like that to happen. Oh, no, that's way worse. Yeah. Because you get 12 years of seeing them. Oh, no. Okay, that's bad. We'll unpack that in a future episode. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I think. But I do. You know what? You know, we we could just roll with that topic. (laughs) Because I want to (laughs) address emotional trauma aside. Sure. The perks of divorced parents. Oh, dude, there's so many. I feel like that's a whole other episode. You know? I, I think we're here. I think we're here with it. You think so? Okay. All uh, right. Yeah. Guys. Number one, two Christmases. Bro. Two Christmases, two birthdays? You get two birthdays. And here's the thing. Normally, even if you have like married parents who are very happy and everything like that, sometimes you get an additional birthday when you see extended family, like grandparents sure. or something like that. Yeah. So like really the birthday, they just rise exponentially when you have divorced parents. And then depending on how close you are, whenever they get remarried, you know? Yeah, yeah. Everything multiplies by two. It's crazy. As a kid, it's incredible. As an adult, it's hellish. Yeah, it gets way worse. Because as yeah, an adult, you're, so you're expected. Busy. Yeah, you're expected to, like, see everybody. And a lot of them will try to, like, manipulate you yeah. emotionally. Like, oh, we yeah. want to see you, blah, blah, blah. And that becomes a problem because, like, you've got <laughs> stuff to do. It's bad. And in an adult life, a lot of people are in relationships, you know? So you yeah. got to go to your two plus oh, family Christmases. And what if 
you're dating someone also from a broken home. That's a Vince Vaughn movie right there. <laughs> oh my God. You have to do her. If, if you're dating a woman or if you're married to a woman, you have to do her mom, her dad, her extended family on both sides before you even yeah. think about yourself. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Man. It's, yeah, so like, I think the pr- it's so interesting because you think like once you become an adult, you kind of grow out of <laughs> emotional trauma, right? You're like, maybe, maybe I'm not as upset about this because I've accepted That's what's what you going think. on. Well, yeah, but then <laughs> it's it's like war, you know? Yeah. Because there are two sides to everything and nope, can't bridge that. Anyways. Well, some family members are Olimars and some are Brian's. Some of them. I feel like most are Brian's, though. Most. Yeah, generally speaking. But the Olimars are scary because they use manipulation against you. And they'll find ways to guilt you in ways you didn't know were possible. I think the other thing. There is a Brian at this bar I frequent. Mm -hmm. And we go to karaoke. And he's just like, he's an older fella. And he's a bigger guy. And he's so sweet, but he's just always there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you had to sit here and guess what song he sings at karaoke, what would you expect? Oh, man. How old is he? I want to say 40s. Definitely an 80s song. Mm-hmm. Um, No, it, it is a very current song. What? Taylor With Swift, the, Shake It Off. Brian gets on stage. And with all the confidence in the world, sings wet ass pussy. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Brian! And it is a spectacle every time. I don't I don't know what he's here for. He has a little fedora. And he every now and then, he does this every week, keep in mind. Every week it's wet ass pussy. And he will throw dollar bills into the crowd. Jacob, like 20 of them. So it's I, not like an oppressive amount, but it <laughs> definitely adds to the performance. Yeah, he he every payday, he gets the 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 money mm-hmm. and he takes out a 20 from the ATM, has the bartender split it up and he's like, "There we go. This will razzle dazzle him this month." <laughs> Good. I don't think this person exists. I think you made him up for this podcast, didn't you? Oh my god, I can send you a picture of him right now. There's no well, you do live in LA. Everything's in LA. You're right. Yeah, no, dude. I can't like you it's like a fallout game and you have like the weird wasteland perk. Like things just happen in LA and you just it it becomes a new quest line. And I feel like Brian is like an NPC and at some point you're going to fulfill his quest. Maybe you just it's, have to keep going to karaoke. Oh, I do. Yeah. And <laughs> he is a treat each and every time. It's a loyalty quest. You just have to go like 30 times and then he's going to unveil his past and then he can be your companion and he'll follow you around. I am like right now trying my damnedest to find this picture. (laughs) (laughs) So if you could distract me, the conversation for like approximately Uh, 30 seconds. I'm waiting with rapt anticipation. I don't know if I can think about anything else than Brian who sings wet ass pussy at the karaoke. Oh, man. Yeah, this that's, is just for you. I was gonna say nobody else is gonna see this. Nobody on the hey, that's podcast fine. That is, is gonna so see okay. this picture. That's oh. not why I'm showing. It. I'm not showing it for them. Brian, if you're listening, we love you. You're excellent. You are the greatest. There's so many Brian's in the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, whatever you got to do to get to the next day. You know what I mean? If you got to go to yeah. karaoke and sing some, uh, some Cardi B, go for it, brother. You know, that's fine. Oh, that's good. But you know what? He's tryharding in the same way as the laser tag guy. No, you're correct. Dude's trying to uh, trying to impress the crowd, maybe trying to get scouted or noticed. If you want to like switch this up 
How do you feel about like people who are very talented at singing going to karaoke and performing the song they've rehearsed thousands of times? Nah, I don't like that. I don't like You're that. You're not a fan? Pick a random, random song. Yeah. You need you need a set list. If I if I was going to karaoke and somebody has a, well, I don't know actually, because you go up with multiple songs, right? It's not like you're going up and singing like my heart will go on and that's it. You you're yeah, doing a few do. throughout the night. I think it's the people who do one song and they leave. I'm like, what were you here for? Yeah, that's that's a little much. I'm not feeling that one. Also, I might have messaged you a picture of Brian if you'd like to describe this to the viewers at home. I might be looking at it right now. Brian is... Real. Listen, listener, whatever picture you had in your head, it's true. <laughs> whatever picture you were you were coming up with, whatever materialized in your mind's eye, I am looking at it right in front of me. You don't need to see it. Man. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him, dude. Like, the thing is, if you bring that confidence on stage, you can do wet-ass pussy. You can bring whatever you want on stage if you bring it with that confidence. But how do you channel that same confidence out of the dim lights of the karaoke bar? How do you step into the world and have that same belief in yourself? I feel like that's I the challenge for people. If you don't have the confidence to bring a bucket and a mop to karaoke, do you really have confidence at all? Does he? But no way he shows time, up with a bucket and a mop. I, I think it's so like if you can force yourself to go to your local karaoke karaoke bar, yeah, sing wet ass pussy. And I think if you can bring that energy, you can do anything. I think that is like a cheat sheet to automatically make you more comfortable with every aspect of your life. Yeah, if you can do anything that takes that amount of belief to be able to accomplish that, let's assume you're a male in this scenario, by the way, because mm -hmm. I think if you're a woman, it sort of changes the dynamic, right? Because the song's about, you know, yeah. sexual female empowerment. Uh, I mean, they have several songs about dicks. You can do that very easily. Yeah, d d then you just do candy shop, you know? You can figure that out. Yeah, that's that fine. Uh, but I feel like, if you can manifest that enthusiasm on stage at a karaoke bar, you can do any public speaking you ever want because you just remember what it was like, the smell of peanuts and beer, and you could just channel that and you're or back home. go to war. You think, you think you're on, like, the U-boat on the way to, like, Normandy Beach and you're thinking, ah, remember that time I performed karaoke? Just pretend everybody's sitting in the audience at a bar. And they're all here to see you as you rain down single dollar bills upon them. I think that, the, you know, it might be a little bit of a stretch comparing karaoke, wet ass pussy to uh, the cruel reality of war. But I, I, I think that confidence goes in this. I think confidence is what allows you to survive or kills you. I mean, there's a very thin line there, but. I can I make this can. work? I think no, I can. I think, I, think so. I can. Yeah, I, feel I think there's I, an overlap. Yeah, because you need you, uh, people get confidence in different things, and if you don't yeah. have the belief in yourself to be able to do that, how are you gonna shoot a guy? You know, he's gonna yeah. dodge it because you're gonna hesitate. Don't hesitate. Always bring the bucket and the mop, and always pull the trigger first. It's important. I think. Sorry, you're right on that. I I need a. <sighs> that sentence is a lot to take in. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant Brian was literally bringing a bucket and a mop to the karaoke every time. And I'm like, no, where? It's <laughs> lyrical content. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's good. That's funny. So uh, let's do it. You know what? We got nine minutes left, about eight. Let's play the game. Ding, ding, ding. How did we get here? I will say the first 30 minutes, easy. It's actually easy. just laser, laser tag. tag. It's actually laser, laser tag, tag, laser tag. I think the first deviation we played in this little road trip was probably Pikmin. Yeah. I think Pikmin was that. And then Pikmin led to crying. And then crying led to divorced parents. And then mm -hmm. divorced parents led to karaoke. Wet ass pussy. There we go. That's the whole episode. Yeah. We actually nailed it this time. I don't think we're going to do this much. But today, no. on the second episode, we're dead on. And Brian was with us for the whole ride. Many he Brian's. Many definitely Brian's. thought he was going to be a fleeting thought, but he was <laughs> present with us in this room. 
Oh, his spirit was with us. That's so good. Listen, and guys, I want I'm gonna I'm going off this podcast and I'm immediately looking up this San Diego uh laser uh, tag place. Laser tag, yeah. I need to see it. <sighs> There's so many Brian's in the world, and I know when we described them, you knew. <laughs> you pictured someone, didn't you? Uh, dude, yeah. And, and and again, this is exactly what I was picturing. And I'm sure this is exactly what every viewer we all have our own Brian's the same way that you picture Harry Potter differently or Hermione. And you know, if we saw Brian on the big screen, it was it would ruin it. I'm not going to show you the picture because whatever is happening in your head is far more creative and interesting. Yeah. But it's literally this. What else do you think has Brian's just like to close it out that you wouldn't expect? Because oh, I think dude. like do you think like, okay, professional singers going to karaoke. You're not a fan of that. What about, like, golfers going to mini golf? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, there are professional golfers going to mini golf. There are uh, NBA players going to pick up games. Like oh, on, that's know? actually disgusting. Yeah. Because I feel like, I guess, like, karaoke at bars is the equivalent of a pickup game for yeah. basketball. But I, I think it's just so much more casual because, like, the people are just out there on the streets doing yeah. their own thing. Yeah, it's and not you're like a big event. Yeah. You're you're changing what that means to them. And especially if they don't know who you are. Because like if if Charles Barkley shows up, I don't know. Don't play with Charles Barkley. Player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll play with him. He's cool. Even if he dumps on you, it's like, okay, but he's, you know, Sir Charles. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. But if it's like, I don't know, some dude. Did you know this is actually a scene from Space Jam 1? Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I don't think it goes that well for them, right? They get beat up by eight-year-old kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, Charles Barkley goes to a pickup game, and and because he doesn't have his mojo, because the aliens stole it. Yeah. yeah. So I watched Space Jam one recently because, like, I watched Space Jam two, and I was like, wow, they Warner Brothers really wanted to remind me on every IP they own, and that's yeah. kind of my review of the movie. And it, yeah, yeah, it's just. You know what IP Disney owns. And then I tell this to people. I'm like, yeah, Warner Brothers just want to remind you that they own Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, The Matrix. And then the person I'm talking to always goes, oh, I didn't know they own Game of Thrones. I'm like, exactly. It's yeah. working and I'm spreading it. Yeah, it's a huge branding play, which is why they do it. Yeah. That's why Chungus is in the movie because like they yeah. want people to meme that stuff and they want it to spread. I don't know why they pick, like why Austin Powers in 2021? I, I don't know. That one was like a, a cultural whiplash for me. Yeah, because like I can understand why you want to have like Rick and Morty, right? Yeah. Game of Thrones, the Matrix. Yeah, like those are those are like touchstone. Like Austin Powers is a good franchise, but like it is not timeless. It's not yeah, Casablanca. The cultural impact of Casablanca versus Austin Powers <laughs> is an entirely different episode on its own. Yeah, but I rewatched uh. Space Jam one recently, and I was like, "There's no way that movie." Like, it's not nostalgia for me. Like, I, I want to watch it. So I sat down and watched it, and I was shocked at how big of a part Bill Murray was in that film. Is he? I don't remember him doing that much. He is, like, one of Michael Jordan's close friends. Maybe I'm thinking of... Maybe I'm thinking of Wayne Knight. Because he's in the movie, too, and maybe he's yeah. not in it as much. I thought Bill Murray just, like, dicked around for 10 minutes and then showed up at the end. That Yeah, that is kind of what happened. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> But the thing is, they were literally about to forfeit if they didn't have one more player in the final game. And then Bill Murray shows up. Yeah. Yeah. It's of all people. Explained. Yeah. It's just like Bill Murray. Then they make a Ghostbusters joke. And then they say, um, so Sylvester's like, Bill Murray, how did you get here? And then he goes, I'm a friend of the producer. And they go, all right. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess like, and my there's no punchline to this. I'm just so shocked that Bill Murray was as integral to Space Jam as he was, because I just did not even know he was in that movie at all through nostalgia. For some reason, he has a few roles like that. He did that in Zombie Land too, right? Where it's like <laughs> yeah. he's zombie Bill Murray. It's like, why is Bill Murray in this? And I feel like Bill Murray, ever since Ghostbusters and Groundhog Day, like has existed as a punchline to be like, oh, Bill Murray voices Garfield? Bill Murray, Bill is Murray in voices Space Jam? Garfield. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Like, but actually, oh yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah. No. Yeah, and maybe not anymore. He used to. He was like the first movie. He was Garfield. Oh well, and, like, good for him. Yeah, he's dude. He's done everything. He's all over the place. But it's like 
I feel like Bill Murray is so he's omnipresent, but just for being Bill Murray for whatever reason. And it's like he's always been Bill Murray. To yeah, me. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when has he ever not been Bill Murray? I was never like, look at this guy, Bill. Who's this, Bill Murray? I always knew Bill Murray. You came out of the womb knowing who that was. I wonder who, like, who's the current equivalent of that, right? Somebody who's just in movies just to, I feel like we don't have that anymore, do we? I think for a while we did of Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. And I think it's phenomenal that you can have a name like Zach Galifianakis and have people know it. That yeah. was the cultural shock for me that everyone knew his name. Yeah, that's not like, and, and it's funny because when you say that, I know it's about the Galifianakis, but when I hear that, when I heard like, Zach is not an especially common name for like celebrities or for people. In so when I heard, you know, yeah. Zach Galifianakis, I'm like, let's go. Good for him, you know? One Good for, for the, the team. Zachs of the world. Yeah, one for because all we have are Efron and sometimes Levi. And that's like, that's yeah. just those three. Not a lot of Jacobs in the world, I feel. It's like, for my age, the most common name in the year I was born. But somehow, I don't really know a single celebrity. I, I know like, uh, I guess one in the music world, Jacob Collier, but that's like it. You get Gyllenhaal, that's it. He's a Jake, it's different. Well, okay, well, come on. No, but I'm can't. cutting those starts. I think there's like a very different, like there's a societal difference of Jacobs and Jakes in the world. If we're going to do that, then Zach's and, I'm, and I'm keep this. And there, yeah, there are like five different Zachs though. There's C-H, C-K, like, come on. If we're gonna but do they that. all mean the same. I, I think it is different because I think a different personality is required to go by Jake than Jacob. Like, it's I've like, always been very defensive about people not calling me Jake for that reason. Dude, I bet that's hell for you in show business, though, right? Yeah, people love Jake. Yeah, I'm positive. And, like, and like it's fine, you know, to people to do that once, and you probably are just like, hey, can you just call me Jacob? And it's like, yeah. fine, that's the one time. But if it keeps happening and you just have to, like, bite your tongue, it, you're just, ugh. This it is... also depends on, like, the environment. Because, like, if you're talking to, like, a higher up, you don't, you don't want to yeah. correct them. But it's still like I so I have the same thing with Zach because my name is like Z-A-K and that's everywhere I do it. But people still type like Z-A-C-H and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're double wrong. Oh, man. It, uh. And it's Life's so stupid. Really hard. It's so petty. But yeah, it's just man. It'd be yeah. so much easier to just go to war. Yeah. Yeah. I think Thanos was right. If we just go to I think war. Brian's right. <laughs> As he usually is, Brian in history been, yeah. will 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 prove be proven right time and time again as the years press on, as generations pass. The only constant is Brian. We've been dogging on him this whole episode, but like Brian's probably the happiest of all of us, dude. Like, yeah, we're only finding joy from dogging on him and judging him, but instead of that, we should look inside and say, for why are we judging? I, I, I think Brian is salt of the earth. He is the pulse of the world. He is more connected to the uh, the the vibrations of the earth's crust than we will ever yeah. be. And because of that, we hate him because he is able to exist what, what much. What is it, like your circadian rhythm? Exactly, yeah. He uh, exists in he a pure way. It's like his rhythm of the world revolves around the open and close times of laser quest <laughs> and to live a life so simple is what life is all about one to 9 p.m that's and then he hibernates for the rest <laughs> you go home you review the games go over the tapes go over the layouts of the place you go to bed at 2 a.m and the next day is a new day I'd like to imagine ready. he made a few sound investments in his early 20s. And if he lives the life he does with just a one-bedroom apartment, twin mattress on the floor, microwave dinner every single night, he can continue playing laser tag for the rest of his days. And maybe one day operate his own. And I think that is what bliss is truly like. The heaven is owning your own laser tag place. I think he's got this whole life thing solved. Find something you love and do it until it's unhealthy. That is the message of this doing podcast. It. And then keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. Lose yourself to uh, decadence is the theme yeah. of this and podcast. I, I think with that being said, there's 
nothing more we could possibly add to this. I think Brian's whole life narrative, the beginning, middle, and end, has been recapped in this. And somehow, we can recap what happened this this whole episode, which is insane to me. Yeah. I, I'm shocked that we were able to do it. All laser tag, Pikmin, uh, crying, divorced parents, weirdly competitive birthdays. It all brings birthdays. back it all to works laser out. tag, though. Yeah. As everything in life does. I think it. I think. I think the way that we went into this was having an appreciation of yeah. all of the intricacies and all of the sort of subtle uh, implications that laser tag has on a society. Yeah. And I think that this puts a bow on it. And I'm happy to leave it here. Thank you all for listening to this week. Yeah, I think we wrapped it up and put a little bow on the present that we call Brian. Yeah, we put the name tag on it, and it's for Brian. This is for you. Yeah. So thanks for everyone who listened to the first episode and felt heavily marketed to and said, I'll listen to another one. <laughs> They're very different. This one was so focused. Like, the other was one was so, so slap shot. This one was laser focused. And maybe the next one will be too. You'll have to tune in. Yeah. Jacob, what are we talking about next time? Uh, yeah, so next episode is titled The United Affairs of Eugenics and Mickey Mouse. And I don't think you, the viewer, the listener, deserves any more explanation than that. You'll just have to tune in to find out what it is. I feel bad for putting you on the spot and making you read that title out loud to uh, an unknown audience. It's okay. We'll have worse. Yeah. Yeah. No question. You guys should see this Google <laughs> document. This will be fun. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Twitter handle is HDWGHCast at Twitter.com. Follow us there. Maybe you'll see some uh, lovely pictures in the near future. Yeah. See you next week. How did we get here? Bye-bye. Goodbye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.